It's time for the Crunch Time Plays podcast, where we talk all things sports from the collegiate level all the way up to the pros. And now, here's your host, Bennett Ganey. What's up, y'all? Liv Moose here. Hey, what's up? This is Danny Wexelman. Hey, everyone. I'm Steffi Smalls. What's up, everyone? It's Ben Lindsay. This is Andrea Carter. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin. And you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Crunch Time Plays today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much for sure to hit that subscribe button so you can keep keep track of what we're doing. And then we're, you know, we're just coming off the NCAA baseball regionals, looking ahead to the supers, and and one team that had a very long regional. It, it seemed like it would it would never end because it, it lasted until Tuesday morning, which was in the Columbia Regional, where Virginia took home the regional title and move on. They're staying in Columbia, as a matter of fact, uh, for the Super Regional against Dallas Baptist. But we've got Caroline Darney here from Strinking the Lawn, Virginia SB Nation site. We're going to talk all things ACC baseball today. But, Caroline, hope you're doing well, and thanks so much for taking time today. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's an exciting time. And I think finally Virginia fans' heart rates are coming back down, maybe a little bit, just in time for them to probably shoot right back up on Saturday. But it's an exciting, exciting weekend, to say the least. There's no doubt about that. And so I wanted to ask you to start off with just your thoughts on playing the Super in Columbia, just where just where the regional was. I know that the NCA set out these these sixteen sites uh, beforehand, and, and they're you know this is the one unique yeah. year with with following the COVID protocols and all that. But I was I was kind of surprised that the NCA didn't try to re you know reopen up that bidding process for the Super because I definitely feel like it's unfair to Dallas Baptist and Virginia to have to, to have to play in that neutral site in Columbia just. Do you agree with that, or, or do you think that, that Columbia is still the right move for the Super? Well, I, I mean, now that I know that Columbia is the reign capital of the world, I'm not as excited about staying and playing there again. But no, I think it's, uh, you know, it's such an unfortunate side effect of one, you know, all the stuff that everyone's dealing with. And I get it. It stinks because really, most likely... Uh, Virginia potentially could have hosted a super regional, which would have been awesome. Um, and, and, you know, like the bidding process is finicky and difficult. And that's why ODU as the number one seed in the Columbia regional wasn't playing at home. You know, they didn't have a facility um, at home to host themselves. So it, it's frustrating, but I get it. Um, I do think that it's potentially more beneficial for Virginia because now they're playing at, you know, I, I won't go go so far as to say like Davenport South, but uh, it's a place now that they get to. They're probably staying in the same hotel room, same hotel at the very least. That I know that they stayed um, because there's really no point to do the six hour trek back to Charlottesville and then turn right around and go back. So they're they're just hanging out for the week, so they don't have to go anywhere. There's no extra travel. They're familiar with the facilities. They're familiar with the field itself. All of these things. So I, I think that in a worst case scenario where you can't host yourself. This is a pretty good setup for Virginia. They don't have to really relocate um, as opposed to Dallas Baptist having to fly somewhere else. But that's definitely yeah. true. The the familiarity factor with Columbia that will play into Virginia's hands. But just whenever we whenever we're going back and and looking at the regional, Virginia did lose game one to South Carolina with Andrew Abbott on the mound. But just to to come back, you know, win. 
the next games to win, to win the regional facing elimination at every game. Just and you know we we talked about it. You know, the start of the ACC play, Virginia didn't start off very well. It was kind of no. a kind of a microcosm of the regular season where Virginia didn't start very well in ACC play. They come back. They're one of the hottest teams in the ACC going into the tournament. And then you lose the first game to South Carolina, and you're like, oh, here we go again. But yeah, whatever we get to the regional final there on Tuesday morning, Virginia is still there against ODU. So it was, it was kind of a microcosm of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and, and they said pretty accurately that, you know, look, this is something Virginia hasn't done before. This is the seventh Super Regional, and at no point in Virginia program history have they gone into that loser's bracket in the first game and had to play four uh, elimination games and face that scenario. It's extraordinarily difficult. It was difficult just to get to the final game when it finally was played. But, um, and so kind of trying to wrap my mind around that this is the first time they've done it that way. Um, It says a lot about the way this team was built, but also, like you said, it's a microcosm of the season because they've effectively I mean, they could afford to lose a game here or there, but they've been playing elimination games almost the the last two months because if they dropped any, especially those late series against Wake Forest or Boston College, like they weren't even going to make the tournament. So they've been effectively playing these elimination pressure type games uh, for a couple months now. So they're not not new to that part of it. So it's, uh, you know, the part I keep coming back to is just the remarkable the pitching, the way that players stepped up on the mound um, when they were struggling with, with fresh arms. And, and again, you, you have such a short leash in all of these elimination games because it's do or die. So you pull someone that may be in another situation, you would have let them try and work out an inning. Um, and, and it just to have the performances that they got out of guys like Matt Wyatt and, and these are talented players. So it's not to say like they, you know, and Kyle Teal volunteered to pitch, by the way. I don't know if you'd heard that story yet, but uh, Brian O'Connor told us after the after they won on, on Tuesday that, you know, this is where that team was at, where Kyle Teal was like, listen, coach, if you need me, like, I'm here for you. I can, I'll do it. And so it, it's not like they got, you know, the center fielder to pop in and, and uh, well, they kind of did get the first baseman to come with Devin Ortiz. But um, these are talented guys who have pitched before. It's not, you know that crazy but it, it was the way that they performed was above and beyond where I think almost anyone uh would have expected I did hear that I did hear that after the game that, that Kyle Teal did volunteer to pitch but but when you look at Devin Ortiz he came in and threw two scoreless innings and hit the walk-off home run so so he's he was the most outstanding player of the of the regional yeah I think he finished um seven for 21 at the plate uh, so right around, you know, 333 batting average, uh, he had a couple home runs, including the the game winner. And yeah, actually it was four scoreless. He was in for four and it was the most he'd ever pitched uh, in college. Or it was just shy of his career record. I think he had a 4.1 inning outing. Inning, yeah, that's right. Inning outing uh, in 2019 when he was Virginia's only two-way player. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, I, you know, he had career high in strikeouts. Like he had six. And it was just it very. It's hard not to make these comparisons to 2015. It was a similar situation, high expectations going into the season, some struggles early. They started to gel late. Questions around whether they'd make the postseason. Um, you know, now winning the regional and you know they went out west and and won the Lake Elsinore, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, but anyway, it's 
you know, at, in the college world series itself, they were so low on pitchers. They had Adam Hazley, uh, pop in, in the, you know, they needed to win game two of the, of the championship series against Vanderbilt. Um, and they got, you know, I think four or five innings from him score and they won three, nothing against a really good Vanderbilt team. So, um, Brian O'Connor's done this before, but it just seems like, how do you keep getting just, you almost kind of laugh at it that you're like, yeah, okay, this guy, he's only pitched two innings in the last two calendar years. So what could go wrong? And then they go in there and, and, you know, and kill it. So it's, it's a fun, it's easy to write up stories after they finish, I should say. Well, when you look look at another guy that that took the mound for Virginia, some critical situations was, was Steve, was Steven shock. And he, you know, (laughs) a big donkey, he, he was just up there doing his thing and then talking about dipping dots after the game. I thought that that was a pretty legendary interview. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. I I like, I don't even know. And, and, you know, he was also so important in the game on Tuesday and and what the came in and got the clutch finish, the clutch save against South Carolina in the first uh, or the second elimination game in front of the Sunday raucous South Carolina fan base. And honestly, like, you know, you look at it and that was the best possible outcome. Well, ODU winning and staying in the winner's bracket was probably the best possible outcome for everybody. That isn't South Carolina uh, because of the fact that as soon as South Carolina is gone, so are all the really great fans that show up to support that team. And so if you can find a way to make it more of a neutral site, (laughs) like that's good for everyone. That's not the host team. Like, and this sounds like duh, obviously, but I, I think that really was so huge on I'm mixing up all my days. So I think it was Sunday, the day game um, where he came in and got that save and, and got the win and eliminated South Carolina. And yeah, the fans being like, Hey, we'll buy you some dip and dots if you blow it. Like he's just so personable and funny and dry. Like, you know, my dogs love me. Like my friends like me. So I'm just going to go out there and do my best. Um, but he's been such a great story, but he was outstanding on Tuesday after a really tough first inning when he came in, uh, you know, giving up two runs, giving up the lead. Uh, and then he went on to pitch in the the ninth and the 10th, um, you know, scoreless baseball is exactly what they needed. And he was going to be done after the 10th anyway. So it's, it worked out that Devin Ortiz hit the home run when he did, um, cause they would have had to go into the bullpen again. So, um, he's just been fantastic. And then obviously Brandon Neek, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. And I was at the, um Abbott 16k game where they had the combined no hitter and I like Neek I don't know if it's because Abbott's the ace and you kind of are like oh yeah the ace is striking out everybody um but Neek coming in and I mean he came in from McGarry who was spraying everybody too it was just unbelievable 24ks and 27 outs since I've never seen anything like it yeah I mean I, I definitely hadn't either and and kind of looking forward to the to the super regional this weekend of course or Virginia's back in a familiar place, Columbia, South Carolina, this time taking on a Dallas Baptist. And Andrew Abbott's going to go, you know, most likely in game one. Just what's going to be the key for him against Dallas Baptist that you've seen? And and what is the, the pitching shape up for the rest of the weekend like for Virginia? And, and what do you know about Dallas Baptist? Yeah, I need to do my Dallas Baptist research. You know, it's one of those, like, you put a bow on the last weekend and then you like turn the page over and start looking at the next team. But obviously, you know, I, I saw a little bit of their um, winner over 
or Oregon State, make sure I get all my OSUs correct and all that stuff. And obviously taking out TCU at home in a Fort Worth regional, like this is, these teams are all here for a reason at this point. And so it's going to be, you know, can Virginia get solid pitching? Can the bats stay alive? And can they avoid um, fielding errors, which duh, duh, and duh, that's how you win games. But, um, you know, they, they struggled a little, well, poor Max Cody had a little bit of a tough game um, at second on Tuesday with a couple errors that extended innings and led to run. Like, so um, overall Virginia has been pretty good in the field. They've had some nice uh, defensive plays. And I think one of the underrated moments of the Tuesday game was the, and we've already mentioned Kyle Teal. He's my favorite. <laughs> like the, the, the assist the outfield assist from Kyle Teal that saved another run in the bottom of the eighth. And it was on a, on a rope, like really great throw. Um, and that allowed them to get out of that inning just down one instead of two and potentially more. So um, I think those are all going to be important. But if I'm Brian O'Connor, I'd probably feel a little bit better about my bullpen after this weekend because you really did. I mean, look, is Griff McGarry going to go in and, and strike out eight and four, you know, three innings, four innings while throwing 99, like, Every single time he goes in, no. Is Brandon Neek going to strike out 16 and 5.1? No, probably not. But at least you know that, that trust and what they can give you in, in use and spots is going to be be good. And and I think you know, you've know you got a certified ace in Andrew Abbott with a little bit more rest now. You didn't have to use him more than two innings on Tuesday. If you have to go to Vassal first, like that's great too. Um, so I think if you're, you're probably feeling better this weekend, um, about your pitching than you did last weekend. There's no, no doubt about that. And and as we're kind of uh, taking a drive around the rest of the ACC, there's a couple other teams that that advanced to to Super Regionals as we get into the, the second half of the show here in, in NC State and and Notre Dame. You know, I thought NC State was was one of the top, you know, one of the hottest teams uh, coming in. I think if we hadn't had those 20 sites, you know, th- before the last three weeks of the season, yeah. they would they would have been uh, in line to host. And then thought, look at Notre Dame. I thought, pr- frankly, I thought they should have been a top eight national seed because when you win the ACC by four and a half games and the ACC gets eight teams into the field, it kind of found it a little hard to believe that they couldn't have slid into that last uh, top eight national seed spot. But but when you look at NC State, look at their matchup against Arkansas. It's going to be difficult having to deal with with that raucous crowd I and mean, we talk about crowds yeah. being back and then Notre Dame they they it doesn't get any easier for them they have to go into duty noble field there in Starkville which is one of the most raucous atmospheres there is as well but but out of those two which one is more likely to to advance to Omaha Ooh, that's a good question um it's weird so I agree with you I think you know and I think I think Notre Dame agrees with you that they should have been a top eight seed the way that they played uh absolute I mean, they played outstanding baseball. And I think that's where, you know, Virginia fans are looking at like, oh, that team we beat 14 to one in the ACC tournament. Easy. You know, like, and so it's hard to like, these are all such really good teams left. And I think that, oh man, I want to go with NC state just because the way that they've been playing, I just feel like they've got such good momentum. And if I look at, both crowds are going to be really difficult. I don't I'm telling you right now, the difference for me are those cowbells. If we're being honest, I have a friend who's a, you know, or a woman I, I work with whose son played for the VCU team. And she told me that they were in the Starkville. She's going to Starkville. And I was like, Woo, take some 
earplugs. Like they're gonna have cowbells, they're gonna be loud, it's gonna be raucous. Um, but I honestly think if I had to pick one right now, I might just, I think I'd lean NC State, but I do think that both have a pretty good chance at winning that they're super regionals. And, and I think really the only reason that I'm, yeah, I'm just, I'm just remember the, the end of that Arkansas Nebraska game is like really fresh in my mind. And a lot of that I thought was Nebraska had a little bit of a meltdown. And I'm not saying that you get part of this is you have to take advantage of those situations. Like in Arkansas absolutely did. They had good clutch hitting. Um, but I, I think that the way that NC State has been playing is a little bit more sound than what we saw in the last game or so from Nebraska. Uh, maybe I'm putting too much on just that, but um, I just really like the way that NC State's playing right now. Both my parents went to state, so I feel like I have to give them a little love too. <laughs> <laughs> well, both both are both are going to be you know really exciting. You know, I, when I when I look at Mississippi State and Notre Dame, I think about the the two great players we're going to see on both sides. When you look, you talk about Tanner Allen from Mississippi State. And then when you look at Nico Cavadas for, for Notre Dame, Notre Dame scored, you know, I think they, they took a little bit personally that they weren't a top eight national seed and went out and scored 50 runs over the weekend uh, in a quick three and a fashion in, in the South Bend regional, which I didn't really see coming, coming off of there. Like you mentioned, yeah. the 14 to one loss against Virginia. Andrew Abbott was really special there in the ACC tournament. And, and there's, you know, Virginia is such a different team whenever he's on the mound, but but that's going to be an exciting matchup. Just looking at one player on both sides, I don't know if it beats uh, Tanner Allen and Nico Cavadas this weekend. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I just you're absolutely right about the way Notre Dame was hitting the ball. I mean, it's it was like rage hitting, you know, like <laughs> just absolute fury um, over you know what they did to UConn in that first game and and just really yeah they, they showed no mercy so I think this is one of those you know I joked on Twitter a bunch this weekend I was like I don't know why I watch baseball this is the worst like because it's so stressful if you're watching as a fan and, and you're just kind of like you know the ups and downs and how many but there were at least two like big grand slam like Tennessee had a walk off grand slam I remember there were other, what was the other game I was watching that had a late grand slam? And I mean, Notre Dame had multiple, I think they had two in back-to-back days. Like you're know, you getting really big hits. There were some games, you know, like we said, there were one run, five one run games in the Columbia regional. Um, and so you just get all this excitement and like, now we're getting into the super regional times this is so fun. So like all, all weekend, you're just gonna be able to watch all this great baseball. And there's just really, no comparison to the format and you know and then of course once you get into actual college world series in omaha like it's just it's just yeah i'm hoping you know like as a someone who has never been able to go to omaha like i would really love to go cover some games so i'm like you know i'm gonna say like i hope virginia makes it there because i want to go to omaha selfishly i want to go to omaha and check it out so it's just it's an exciting time of year yeah it really is and whenever you look at the the supers Outside of the ACC, which ones kind of intrigue you the most? So you talk about Texas and South Florida. South South Florida is a kind of a Cinderella story. It's the only four seed to come out of a regional. You talk about Texas Tech and Stanford. It's going to be really good. Arizona and Ole Miss could be just an offensive explosion. This <laughs> that's weekend. the one. That's the one that I want to see. <laughs> and, and 
when you talk about the pulmonary farewell tour, that's in Knoxville this weekend, Tennessee and LSU. There, there's a little, there's a little beef between between Tennessee and LSU now. It's kind of become a little bit of a rivalry going into the weekend. And then Vanderbilt, they're probably going to advance to Omaha against East Carolina. But, but is it Arizona and Ole Miss for you, or, or you want to go somewhere I, else to to round out the Super Regional? I am torn between LSU, Tennessee and Arizona Ole Miss. Like, I just think LSU Tennessee with just normal SEC, you know, just they're familiar with each other, with each other. These programs, you know, have had success. And then you look at, I think that just is going to be so exciting. But like, I, I, one of my really good friends is a huge Ole Miss fan and she has been to the games the past couple of weeks. And, and it's just, I am, it's contagious. Like when she talks about it and the way that they play and like, do I want to be in right field when they hit a home run and get a beer shower? No, not particularly, but I also kind of like want to experience it sometimes. It's just like the way that Ole Miss and their fans and like the way that they approach it. And, you know, one of their pitchers was quote tweeting uh, Stephen shock and saying like, you know, we should get to like, can't hope we can meet each other in Omaha so we can like have this craziness and stuff. And I just think that it's going to be, that's going to be a really just fun one. Like I expect that to be just completely nuts. Like that's more, like maybe I want to see LSU Tennessee like for the just like what that gameplay is going to be like, but I want to see Arizona Ole Miss because I think it's going to be absolutely bonkers, like just craziness, uh, like st- they pedal to the metal the whole time. Like I just can't wait. Yeah, I just can't wait either. It's going to be awesome baseball weekend. But but Caroline, thanks so much for for coming on today, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to. If Virginia goes to Omaha, we'll have to pro- maybe do this again next week. But, but tell tell everybody where they can find you on social media and and where they can find uh, Streaking the Lawn as well, because y'all do an amazing job with that. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. It was super fun. You can find me on Twitter at CW Darney, D-A-R-N-E-Y. And you can come read about all the Virginia baseball coverage on streakingthelawn.com, uh, part of SB Nation. Well, thanks to, ever, thanks to all of you for tuning in today as well. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the Super Regionals. Everybody will be back for, for more Omaha coverage next week, but it's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Hey.